Amen. Praise the Lord. Try to put your hands together to the glory of God for this, brethren. Amen. Praise God. I just want to thank Pastor Chris Benley and, you know, uh, the committee leaders for the Men's Fellowship for giving me the privilege to share with you today. Uh, But beyond that, we'll want to recognize a breed of people in the house. Amen. These are people who God spent time to deliberately make, specially. Amen. He gave them hands, you know, to tend, breasts to feed, wombs to incubate. Everything about them speaks of nurture. Not just to nurture children, but to nurture ambitions, to nurture dreams, to nurture greatness. Amen. So all the men in the house born of a woman, I'd like you to rise up and put your hands together for the women in the house today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. You can do better than that, can't you? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Shall we pray? Father, I thank you for the entrance of your word gives life. And it gives understanding to the simple. Lord, as we contemplate your word this afternoon, O God, we ask that you give light, you give life. Father, my God, that you will uh, enlighten us. Let the spirit that gives life be that which we'll take from your word today in the name of Jesus. We ask, O God, that I decrease and diminish that you increase. That you'd have your way to the end that all the glory will go to you. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So I'm going to be uh, in 20 minutes by God's grace talking about positioning for fullness. And I have tried to define fullness as a point where an individual lacks no good thing. In 2 Peter 1 verse 38, the Bible says that his divine power has given unto us all that pertains to life and godliness. So there is nothing that we need for fullness that God has not already given. Psalms 24 verse 1a, Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the what? Fullness thereof. And Psalms 2 verse 8, the Lord was saying, ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen for an inheritance and the uttermost ends of the earth for thy possession. It is God's intent that we live lives of fullness. Praise the Lord. If we go to the beginning in Genesis uh, chapter 1, so verse 28 and verse 31. We'll start with verse 31. Uh, and because of time, we might not have time to flip through the scriptures. But the Bible talks about God in verse 31 that he finished creating all that he created. And he said to himself, it was all very good. It had come to a point that there was nothing else you could add to improve on what God had done or had made. Praise God. In its original state, all that God had created was what? Full. In verse 28, the Bible says that God looked at Adam and Eve and said to them, and blessed them first, amen, and said to them, be fruitful, meaning reproduce after your own kind, in the natural sense or in the spiritual sense. Multiply, cause accelerated growth. Replenish the earth, i.e. restore all that there is. 
subdue. He expects them to conquer, you know, quell, vanquish all the flaming darts of the enemy. He wants us to have dominion, i.e. reign supremely, have authority over situations and circumstances in our sphere of influence, be that our home and our work, etc. Praise the Lord. That is God's earnest plan for man. Amen. There is a woman in scripture that embodies fullness fully. She's found in Proverbs 31 verse 10 to 30. She typifies a woman that lacks nothing, both in virtue and in substance. Amen. We wouldn't have the time to read it because it's just 20 minutes, but I will run through some of the characters there. It says, firstly, that she is what? Rare. She is of worth. She is fruitful. She is strong within and without. This woman is discerning. She understands the times and she knows what ought to be done in her home. She is generous. She is compassionate. She is fearless, this woman. The Bible says she maketh, i.e. just like her father, she's able to create both with her hands and with her mind. She has wisdom in speech. This woman understands the power of the spoken word and therefore she will not engage in tittle-tattle. Praise God. No wonder in verse 11, the Bible says the heart of her husband does safely what? Trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoils. Praise the Lord. This is the woman that embodies fullness in scripture. Praise God. In verse 30b, there is something poignant about her though. The Bible says she enjoys praise because this woman does what? Feareth the Lord. And that is one of the conditions for fullness. Godly fear is what breeds fullness. Or godly fear is what breeds obedience. Praise the Lord. And it is obedience that is the substrate for testimony. And it enhances elevation and fullness. However, for obedience to do that, like we learned this morning, it's got to be what? Absolute. And it's got to be timely. Praise the Lord. In Genesis 17, 10 to 13, and up to 23, God was cutting covenants with Abraham. And he said to Abraham, what? Abraham, all the men in your household, go ahead and circumcise them. And while God had just spoken, verse 23 of that piece of scripture says, And Abraham took Ishmael his son, and all that were born in his house, and all that were bought with his money, every male in Abraham's house, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin in the same or in the self same day as God had said unto him. That is prompt, timely obedience. Shall we turn our Bibles to Deuteronomy 28? And we'll read from verse 1 to 8. So Deuteronomy 28 from verse 1 to 8. Have we got up on the screen? Praise the Lord. And it says, And it shall come to pass that if thou shalt diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee where? On high. Above where? All nations of the earth. Next verse. And all these blessings shall come on thee. And overtake thee, 
if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Praise God. Shall we go to Joshua? Amen. So Joshua 11 verse 15. Okay. As the Lord commanded Moses, his servant, so did Moses command Joshua. And so did Joshua. He left nothing undone of all that the Lord God had commanded. Brethren, a man of God once said that it is all for all, possibly some for some, and none for none. That is to say, all the obedience for all the blessing, perhaps some of the obedience for some of the blessing, but most likely, certainly none of the obedience for none of the blessing. Praise God. It was the man who did all that God had commanded that he lifts on high above all. All of the nations and all, all these blessings comes to praise the Lord. So when, G, when, when scripture says that we should um, you know, submit unto our husbands as, you know, uh, 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 as unto the Lord, for example. Or when the Bible tells us in Ephesians 5.33 to love us, our wives as you know, Jesus loves the church. He expects absolute obedience of that word. It is not open to interpretation based on new age thinking. All toes and feet are equal. Amen. It is the absolute and timely obedience of God's word that ensures the elevation and the fullness that he has promised us this year. Praise the Lord. The next point is God's favor. I mean, Pastor Chris has taught very well on favor and he says, you know, favor is the right attention by the right people at the right time. And it's a prerequisite for fruitfulness. Praise God. In my humble definition, favor is when God reserves for you something that you do not deserve. If you look at the life of Esther, she moved from being an orphan Hebrew girl onto being the queen of the land. And that move was on the platform simply of God's favor. Praise God. If you read Luke one thirty, Bible says, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with who? God. Praise the Lord. Now I ask you, were there not other virgins in the land? It is the favor of God that singles you out for fullness. Amen. One man of God once said, you know, that favor is the currency of a fulfilled marriage. So in Proverbs 18 verse 22, the Bible says, Whosoever finds a wife, finds a good thing, and does what? Obtaineth favor from the Lord. Men in the house, it's about time to, we begin to invoke the favor that came with finding your wife. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. But we have to be good to her though. Because Proverbs 12 2 says, it's a good man. That obtains favor of the Lord. But a wicked man will he condemn. Not our portion in Jesus name. Third point is his presence. Shall we look at Psalm 16 verse 11. Okay. Bible says. Thou will show me the path of thy. So thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is what? Fullness of joy. And at your right hand is our pleasures forevermore. 
Isaiah 40, 31 says, But they that wait, i.e. those that tarry in his presence, will renew strength. They shall do what? Mount up with wings as eagles. That means they will attain heights and levels effortlessly like the eagle does. Praise the Lord. Moses is a man that understood that the distinguishing factor, you know, between where he will be and where he should be is where? Is what? The presence of the Almighty God. Praise God. Matthew 6.33 tells us that when we seek, you know, the Lord and his kingdom, all other things, the all other things means that you lack nothing. Praise God. You'll enjoy his fullness in totality. Praise the Lord. Because of, t- of our time, we'll quickly consider some of the limitations to fullness. And I think we touched on some of it during our Bible study this morning. One, f- one limitation to fullness, brethren, is our pasts. Our pasts have the ability to limit us from clinching the fullness that God has determined for us this year. Holding on to past failures, past shame, past sins past faults, is the devil's way of limiting our ability to experiencing God's fullness. I mean, think about scriptures. Who didn't really have a past? Moses had a past. He killed two Egyptians, but he still fulfilled destiny. David had a past, but the Bible says he was what? A man after God's own heart. So these people all had past. It's the devil's job as the accuser of the brethren to remind us of our past and tell us that, oh, actually, that thing you think God has reserved for you, you you do not deserve. Colossians 2, verse 14. Blotting out the handwritings of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross, Brethren, this also includes our pasts. He nailed it to the cross. Amen. Amen. If anybody has the right to hold on to a past, it's Apostle Paul in Scripture. I mean, you know he persecuted the bride of Christ, the church. But what does he say? I mean, he says, Brethren, I count not myself to have attained, but this one thing I do, forgetting the things that are behind Praise the Lord. The past is for you to forget. And then you reach and press forward for the things that God has for you this year. Praise the Lord. We've dwelled perhaps too long on this mounting of our pasts. It is time to break camp and advance. Praise the Lord. Second point is unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. It can limit our ability to access the fullness that God ordained from time. So we said by nature, you know, our mothers are nurturers. I.e., you know, we nurture greatness. We nurture everything good. But the devil is a perverter of God's work. So rather than nurture greatness, it might well cause us to nurture bitterness. Nurture shame. Nurture resentment and nurture unforgiveness. Mark eleven twenty four to 26, Jesus was teaching about a very big fundamental principle, that of faith. And he said, if you have faith, you can actually speak to a mountain and it will what? Be uprooted and cast into the sea. 
if you have faith, just pray and ask whatsoever, and my Father will what? Will do it. But verse 25 says something really, really poignant. It says, and when you stand to pray, what do you do? What do you do? And when you stand to pray, forgive. Because as big as faith is, that is one thing that can limit your ability to access that which God has said. One big man of God said something that that I, I hold fast to. He says, when we do not forgive, we give the devil an advantage. Amen. It will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Final point will be limiting God. Psalms 24 verse 1 it says, The earth is the Lord's and the what? The fullness thereof. Jeremiah 32 26 says, Behold, I am the Lord God of all flesh. God is asking us, Is there anything too hard for me to do? Ephesians 3.20, Bible says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. If you can think it, God can do it. Amen. Just imagine this. If I have a big bowl or jug of water and I've got three vessels here. Vessel one is big. Vessel two is bigger. Vessel three is biggest. And I fill them with water or blessings, if you like. And I ask you, what would you say about how full this vessel one is? It is small, but it is full. If I pick vessel three, big vessel three, and it's full of blessings and full of water, whatever it is. And I ask you, how full is this vessel? It is also full. But the volume of blessing in both vessels are different. Because the capacity of those vessels to receive the blessing is different. Brethren, when we limit God, we limit our capacity for fullness. We limit our ability to access the blessings that God had ordained us to to possess from the very beginning. I'd like us all to read Isaiah 54 from verse 2 to 5. So the Bible says, enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitation. Spare not, lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy sticks. Next verse. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and, the, and make the desolate, the desolate cities uh, in, be inhabited. Praise the Lord. Brethren, God has called us unto fullness to burst out on the right and burst out on the left. What will limit our ability to access that blessing is how much we perceive or how we perceive God, how we limit God in our thinking, in our doing, in the things that we fail to do. God has called us to fullness this year. Let us not come to him with a teacup. Praise the Lord. Shall we rise to pray? Thank you, Lord. I just want us to approach His presence today like little children and ask Him to take away anything in us that will cause us not to access His fullness for us this year. 
every thought of every past, every unforgiving spirit, every eye that limits God's ability. Let's ask him to remove every of those things from our lives today in the name of Jesus. That we may access the fullness that he ordained before time. The fruitfulness that he ordained. The multiplication that he ordained. The replenishing that he ordained. The ability to subdue and take dominion that he ordained from time. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. The Bible says we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. He's asking you today, is there anything that is too difficult for him to do? So you may have circumstances here that are trying, that are difficult, and God is asking you today, is there anything that is too difficult for me to do? What he's asking you to do is take away your eyes from the waves. And focus on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. But does the word not say, for this reason was the Son of God made manifest that he will destroy all the works of the enemy? Come to God in prayer today. And say, Lord, all the fullness that you've ordained for me this year, I will experience it, I will handle it, I will walk in it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Perhaps you're there and you're contemplating how your past is going to affect your future. The Lord is saying, forget the things that are behind you. I can still use you like I used Moses, even though he had a past. I can use you like I used David, even though he had a past. I can even use you as I used Saul or Paul, even though he had a past. There is abundance grace in the house to forgive and abundance grace in the house to help. Just come to God in prayer about that today. You're harboring unforgiveness in your heart perhaps and you're saying it's really difficult, oh Lord. But the truth of the matter is that you're giving the devil an advantage. Ask the Lord for grace to forgive this morning. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Father, we thank you, O oh God, my Lord, for your word. Thank you, Father, my God, for hearts that are healed by the reason of your word today. Thank you, Lord, my God, for favor that falls upon your children by the reason of your word today. Thank you, Father, my God, for complete and absolute obedience that will come by the reason of your word today. To the end, O oh Lord, that your church will access the fullness that you've ordained this year in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, none of us will go, O oh God, my Father, through the year 2016 without experiencing your ordained plan and fullness in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we find favor on every side. Lord God Almighty, your grace and your presence sees us through. The platform for elevation will enjoy in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed.